Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Mary! Mary! Oh. Hi! Hello. Um, are you feeling jumpy? Jumpy? <laughs> what do you mean jumpy? <laughs> I'm always well, jumpy. I have small okay, children so, like monitoring so my every move. <laughs> okay, life is fairly jumpy right now, but we are jumping straight from episode three, which was Feather One that we did last week, to episode 11, oh, uh, yes. which is charades. Now, I kind of had in my head we were going to be so professional and take a very straightforward approach to this uh, season, um, maybe even you know, crazy, do it in order. Uh, why are we not doing that? <laughs> I laugh in the face of your order. I want to do the episodes that I love. So, <laughs> so good. It's so okay. good, man. So... Like, I mean, how could we, how could we not do charades this week? I think, um, worldwide we're seeing this outpouring of love for the family members that we can't see and hug at the moment and then Ludo drops this beauty in our laps which is all about that lovely connection that our kids have with their grandparents. Okay mum, at least try and limit the amount of ice blocks to a reasonable number. Okay, got it. Right, let's go. See you kids. Be good to Nana. Perfect timing to do charades. Absolutely. And man, isn't Nana just a dream? Like I, I want Joe Brum's mother. <laughs> Is that weird to say? <laughs> she just seems so lovely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, not only because she's dishing out icy poles, I, I think I very much saw this episode through the lens of being the child getting yes. the icy poles, which I know a lot of people um, – who have had their say on the socials about this episode definitely weren't bringing that perspective. But in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I'm always a child that wants an icy pole. So this episode just spoke to me. <laughs> well, you know, there was all this consternation on the social media about um, how Nana shouldn't be giving them ice blocks when the parents say not to. But the um, Bluey website put up a recipe for the ice blocks. And I have to tell you now, it's pretty healthy. Like it's, <laughs> it's water and lemon juice and then like a drop of food colouring and like I think between four ice blocks there was something like 50 grams of sugar, which really like it's like a teaspoon and a bit each one. So really. Yeah, that is that is a classic Nana move. Very tricky. I think we <laughs> talked about this actually and debated whether, whether they were homemade or not. When that scene of the four girls eating the icy poles dropped in the season preview at yeah. the end of last year. We had those um, ice so, yeah, holders. We had a long oh. lead up to finally understanding more about those icy poles. And yeah, not a moment too soon. <laughs> I just love that moment where, um, yeah, like as soon as Bandit and Uncle Stripe leave, the kids go, ice blocks, and Nana goes, yeah, because, like, you know, growing up in the 80s, man, I think there was less pressure on our grandparents to try and, you know, conform to healthy eating guidelines. Um, <laughs> I know my my grandmother's house, for example, had um, lots of lolly bowls all over it. I don't know if oh, you're nice. Yeah, so like and garden with uh, lots of fruit trees in it. So 
every time we went over to Nana and Pup's house, um, we yeah, we're allowed to gorge ourselves on stuff from the apricot tree or the lolly bowl. No one cared. So um yeah, and my grandfather always had like he had his um his pool room in the back shed and always had cans of soft drink. Not not bottles, cans. Like Whoa. It, yeah, it was for like Pasito, like yeah, Pasito nice. and all the cans. That is living the life. I feel like, yeah, probably a lot of people's, you know, very fond memories of their grandparents are um, are linked to food in some ways. I guess we have that, you know, food and sensory memory for those childhood um, experiences. And then this episode does tap into that. But I feel like music as well is such an Mm. important part of memory and I'm still so close to my grandparents who are left and yeah, music still is such a big part of that for me. I have vivid memories of um, sitting down with my grandparents and watching ballet. So this was particularly close to my heart. Oh, because you did dancing when you were little as well. (laughs) No, very badly. And I think actually the fact that my grandparents loved dancing probably made me want to do it more and even some of their younger kids who still lived at home um, my aunties had pictures of ballerinas on the wall and so they definitely fed that interest for me but then I was just such a terrible and uncommitted dancer as well but yeah all my all my (laughs) dance dreams were purely in my head but um but yeah definitely as little kids if we were ever dressing up or you know, galloping around the house, grandma would come out with a tune, much like Nana does in this episode, of just a bit of do-do-do-do-do-do or um, something that's taken from the ballet world. I don't follow the music. Oh, oh How about I sing you some? La-dee-doo. Where did the music take you? Or are we up to music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can we can skip ahead. That's fine. The main theme throughout is um, Brigero by Ernesto Nazareth, who's a Brazilian composer. Okay. Uh, and he calls his music sort of Brazilian tango. But, um, I mean, it's really influenced, I guess, by lots of sort of things, so African rhythms and ragtime, um, music in Europe and Africa. Uh, there's a really cool version of this on YouTube with a gorgeous clarinet sort of um, playing the counter melody and, yeah, love it. Um, yeah, but uh, the probably the bit of music that, that jumped out at me a little bit was when Bingo is doing her charade as the ballerina. Oh, um, yeah. It's, there's a little clip um, just with a solo violin of the Blue Danube by oh, Johann Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, yeah okay. So, um, which, you know, it's so cheesy, but I still love it. Yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful little that's, classical. That's making my mind tick over because I wondered when Muffin then demands the music and Nana tries to sing it for her. Do you think that's the same music again? Oh, it might be. I would need to watch it again. What okay, a problem. Let's do that. What a, Excellent. What a problem. I'll meet you back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I was Wikipediaing um, the Blue Danube actually, and um, it composed in 1866. Um, but apparently, its initial performance was only considered a mild success. And Strauss is reputed to have said, the devil take the waltz. My only regret is for the coda. <laughs> I think, Johan, you did all right in the end. Uh, circle. Donut. No. The sun. Squirrel. Talk about triggering grandparent memories. Have you ever seen the movie Goodbye, Mr. Chips? Oh, yeah, but years and years ago. like I, yeah, well, I would... It's a fairly old movie. I, I wouldn't even yeah. like sort of, you know, black and white even days of Hollywood. Um, but, yeah, the story of a school teacher who kind of from his first day at school throughout decades and the wars and um, I'm sure no one who's listening is having any problems bursting into tears right now. But if you wanted a bit of assistance, sit down and watch oh. by Mr Chips. Couldn't even tell you right. who I'm was wi- in it. But anyway, the, it's a kind of um, redemption story of a hard and tough teacher who is saved becomes, by the beautiful woman yes he travels to europe and in what what is the city on the Dan- danube i guess it's vienna yeah um, vienna. Yep. in vienna the the girl of his dreams is there and um they they dance together to strauss waltzes at a ball and then they're going on the on the danube on the river and Obviously, it's called the Blue Danube, the waltz, um, and everyone else is looking at it saying, oh, everyone said it was blue, why is it so brown? And these two lovebirds <laughs> are looking into it going, oh, it's just so blue, it's so beautiful. So, um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably better to watch it than have me retail that level of schmaltz, but, um, <laughs> but I can attest it is a very beautiful moment. Um, oh. I might be particularly emotionally prone at the moment also. <laughs> Oh, really, darling? Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I think everyone is. Yeah, I think everyone's just um, a bit heightened emotionally uh, well, from you what, being like, locked in the house with small children. We're, for... we're pretty much doing this episode charades and jumping forward to it because we watched it and we were both in tears. But yeah. I to say, there haven't been that many new episodes that I haven't been in tears, to be honest. Oh, so many of them just get you right at the very end like, um, and just <laughs> like, oh... You think you're fine and then all of a sudden they just drop something on you right at the very end. You're just like, oh. Yeah, like mum school and, um, yeah, dad baby I was in bits over and daddy drop off. Oh, my God, I think daddy drop off is one yes. of my new favourites. Um, there's been so many where you just get to the end and you're like, oh. And <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, my husband yeah. and I sort of give each other a look like, uh, and it's like, I'm not crying. You crying? Oh, you're crying. I am crying too. Yeah. Even um, there have been a couple of appearances of the grannies and I must admit I saw it through a kind of perspective of, oh, they're grannies and they're going to be old one day. And then I had to oh. check myself. I'm like, okay, time to step away. <laughs> time to step away, Mary. I was thinking of um, you and your grandparents when I was watching this episode because we actually lived with you and your grandparents for a little while there. Um, when we first got back from Europe, you might not remember, but we came and... <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, was, you remember. Well, I, lived with, I lived with them for quite a few years yeah. um, and Pa's since passed away and Grandma does not remember. I 
regularly sort of say, oh, I remember when we did this. And yeah, she's completely forgotten that period oh. of life. Um, when I moved in, they were at a pretty uh, interesting stage of life where they were pretty much living on KFCs and boxes of Magnums. Um, oh. And it was very much the rules that you got to do whatever you wanted at Granny's house. <laughs> uh, oh. Were the Magnums still in good supply when you moved in? I can't remember. Yeah, they definitely were. And, uh, yeah, I remember lots of um, sunny afternoons in the park. We'd just moved back from London and having done a little bit of um, extra travel through Asia and, yeah, no jobs and no money. So, you know, there were definitely a few park picnics and hanging in the backyard and um, listening to the locksmiths and doing all the things that made it really feel like being home. So, yeah, it was a happy time. I just loved that your your grandparents, um, they had this massive kitchen table in their little granny flat annex and it had a junk drawer, which yes. was like the field of dreams. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you opened it and you just like, it's the it was the adult equivalent of going through your mum's butt jar um yeah. you know just with like all sorts of random cool little things excited and 50 about years of build up i reckon did you know that i was given this music box by my nana you mean you had a nana i did a long time ago nana um obviously and bob have moved into surf paradise i think pad yeah. um yeah, oh, my I, thought, grand... I thought it was like Broad Beach. So Ooh, that possibly, view, yeah. that view to me looks very, um, oh, probably even more burly heads. But yeah, there's one particular point. There's like a takeaway kiosk right on that sort of corner, going up to Burley Hill, and I reckon that's what they've based this location on. But uh, happy to be okay, correct. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's that view from Burley so yeah okay that's that sounds pretty plausible um where I was going with that was yeah my grand's moved into a home um my in-laws have downsized same with my mum and dad they've moved a few times in the past few years so you kind of lose all that history that little kids like the the clutter history that so many grandparents have and so that is just so fascinating and amazing to little kids. Do you remember going through stuff like that as a littley? Yeah, my um, I remember my grandma bringing out random things like her wedding dress and old photo albums. But um, just I used to love like looking at her shelves with like all these weird little china knickknacks and uh, old family photos of like my dad when he was little, and my grandfather had this big map on the wall in the garage which had a map of the world and had like little push pins where he and my grandmother had traveled to yeah and I loved that and then like um yeah I couldn't play pool for anything I still can't but um rolling the pool balls across the table to pocket them but just rolling them not with the not with the sticks (laughs) I think we we tried the sticks a couple of times and nearly took each other's eyes out with me and my sister so yeah most most things are dangerous at grandma's house but Obviously not in this episode. It's all relatively safe. Probably the most dangerous thing is muffin. muffin. <laughs> you don't need music, muffin. You just need <laughs> music. Okay. Um, hey, long dog alert. 
and um, also a, a nice little cameo. Um, so there's a, a long dog uh, hidden in the knitting on the side of the couch. It's oh, like yes. a green little long dog. And okay. in the very first scene as well for this episode, um, you see a surfer heading down the stairs at the beach for a surf, and I'm pretty sure that is the same dog that Lane Beachley was uh, playing in um, beach. in the beach. Oh, yeah. wow, good spotting. That's, uh, I'm glad she's back. Yeah, I was too. I was like, oh, she's getting around. She's gone from Parisian <laughs> well, beach there's down to no down shortage to... of beaches to pick from in that part of the world, that is for sure. <laughs> that is very true, and they're all beautiful. But for our international viewers, we probably should explain actually what the episode is about because <laughs> they may not have seen it yet and they may be hanging for it. A few international listeners have uh, been in touch to say, even though we're not seeing the episodes, we're listening in anticipation, which oh. is very lovely of them. Um, I hope it's not too confusing. I'm sure it is too confusing, but yeah. uh, just, yeah, you're going to love them. <laughs> you are going to love them. So um, in this episode... Um, after Bandit and Uncle Stripe drop the kids off at Nana Brum's house, um, she gives them a nice <laughs> healer, <block>. even. <laughs> yeah, or Nana Healer. <laughs> well, it, it is Joe Brum's real mum that play, voices the character. So, you know, I feel like there's definitely lived experience being drawn on here. Obviously, Absolutely. he loves his mum. Can you imagine the conversation? Hey, mum, just uh, I'm I'm writing a kids' TV show, and I've got this character, and I'd really like you to do the voice, and she's oh, awesome. You'd just be so well, be chuffed. I would be chuffed. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, uh, getting sidetracked. Um, she after the kids have an icy pole, they ask to play charades, and um, Muffin proceeds to blow her top when it comes to her turn. <laughs> terrorist hijacking essentially <laughs> it is three-nager on steroids not only does she not want to um act out the card that she's been given she demands to be the card that bingo has just acted out so beautifully a ballerina um and she wants all the props all of them <laughs> And, um, you know, they say you shouldn't negotiate with terrorists, but in this situation, <laughs> uh, Nana Healer decides the best course of action is to just keep the peace, give her what she's asking for, and bring the the two big girls, Bluey and Bingo, along with her, trying to humour her and bend the rules of the game because she is just learning. Yeah. And um, I think the life lesson sort of message here is so sweet, which is um, because Bingo is really struggling to understand why Nana is trying to um, cajole Muffin into sort of like going along with what she wants. And um, Nana Healer uh, turns to her and sort of says, well, I guess at Nana's house there's only one rule. Everyone gets what they want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Um, there's so much stuff that we can unpack with that, um, Mayor, but 
grandparents, what a beautiful, privileged role it is if you've got um, wonderful grandparents in your life because they just get to love you. They don't, um, you know, I know every grandparent's got different circumstances and some take on a much more active caring role and things. But, um, yeah, uh, for, for many grandparents, having grandkids is just a chance to have all the best bits about kids with none of the responsibility <laughs> and that sort of phrase, sort of everyone gets what they want, just just instantly took me back to, you know, sitting in my grandma's bed probably too late at night watching Young Talent Time videos on repeat and her bringing bowls of ice cream in and um, because, yeah, we were allowed to have what we wanted because, yeah, she just loved us. There has been a lot of controversy, I suppose, or, or heated debate um, over whether Nana is taking the right approach in not pulling Muffin into line. Um, I think it's probably highlighting relationship fault lines that a lot of grandparents are with their grandkids more than ever. Yeah, because, like you say, you know, a lot of grandparents are more involved in with the caring of their kids. Um, I guess kids probably are savvier to taking advantage of um, slightly relaxed rules. Uh, probably grandparents are a lot more responsible for discipline than they mm. would have been in the past because they're seeing these kids more. You know, they've, they're doing the school pickups or things like that. There yeah. is a fault line between par- parents and grandparents on, well, whose rules overrule. Mm. And, you know, I think... It's probably a debate worth having, but probably one that really isn't playing out here because this is, you know, obviously one afternoon. And also I think a lot of people haven't picked up on the fact that Nana's showing the big girls how to be patient, how to, you know, to be understanding basically. Well, we've got to look after the littlies. As three-nagerish as they are. And actually uh, one comment I saw which um, really made me, think a lot about this season this comment was kind of a criticism that the adults are letting the kids get away with a lot this season Mm. and went on to say that especially bingo has just been a sook and that blew my mind and actually it made me think oh we've been uh, I think we I mentioned a couple weeks ago we've been watching a bit of Pixar lately because um Disney plus 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 down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it made me think of that Pixar meme. Have you ever seen it? That it kicks off with like, um, what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if monsters and fish? And then, um, you know, God kind of goes through all those Pixar movies with that approach of what if this had feelings and ends yeah. up with Inside Out and saying, what, what if feelings, feelings had, had feelings? feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so cute, but it kind of made me think, do we have to go back to basics that what if kids had feelings? Because uh, they do. And to, to say Bingo's been a sook in these episodes just blew my mind, like especially at that age. Of course, their feelings are just so overwhelming. And, yeah, Muffin does come off as a brat, but uh, I just – my heart's going out to it. So, yeah, I feel like, okay, can we all just agree that kids have feelings and perhaps perhaps that's what's driving a lot of the plot development in season two? Yeah, and let's face it, that, um, 
like I'm sure we'll get into this in future episodes, Mayor, that there are definitely incidents where I'm just like, yeah, probably wouldn't have done that myself as a parent. Um, you know, probably would have given Lucky's dad his ball back if it had <laughs> gone onto my rug island or uh, I would have uh, – yeah, not forced uh, my neighbour to come and deliver my uh, four-year-old pretend baby. Um, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I'm I wouldn't have like, eaten the jelly leftovers mash up. Oh, that no way! So manfully put away. No so, yeah, way! No, we're on the I, same page. <laughs> I can't. That is my new asparagus. I cannot watch that episode. It just it makes me want to vomit every single time. I just I can't watch it at all. So oh, pregnant lady. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping that um yeah, I, I push this thing out and then um yeah, <laughs> I'm able to watch <laughs> that episode in without gagging. But yeah, I think um there's so few bright spots in the world at the moment. Why take away <laughs> like my um Will is just absolutely loving this season. Every time a new episode airs, he wants to watch it 10 times in a row every morning. So why would anyone take that away from him? He just giggles and laughs out loud every time. So, yeah, oh. let, let the kids enjoy the, um, the, the craziness, the yeah. craziness <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Until, that is until they start demanding that they need a tutu and then, you know, everything's <laughs> off. <laughs> Hey, um, let's go down the rabbit hole, Mary. Mystery dog. Who Ooh. is this mystery dog in the yes. family portrait behind the couch? That is a good question. I um, want all your theories. Okay. Well, I guess the most obvious one, and we've already kind of touched on it when you said Nana is obviously played by Chris Brum. Joe Brum is one of three brothers. The picture behind Nana um, and behind the couch, yeah, it looks like it's a it's a big family photo. It's Nana and Bob and then mm. obviously Bandit and Stripe and their families. And, yeah, this random dog potential brother, um, I would say. Where does it – what do you think? Oh, well, he's um, he or she has longer hair but, like, not really long enough to sort of be confident gender-wise if it's a, a sister or a brother. Um, Colouring is different because I was initially thinking, oh, did they get Rusty's dad in the photo? But then um, I'm pretty sure soldiers wouldn't be allowed to have the equivalent of a man bun and, um, you know, different colouring as well. So, yeah, so there could be a whole other family member that we just haven't met yet, which is kind of exciting. I feel like it is a brother, though, now that you've sort of given me your theory. There's another episode which we'll recap in future weeks called Squash. Um, mm-hmm. where it's very clear, like, you know, the mantra throughout is big brothers always beat little brothers, Uncle Stripe being the little brother. But I wonder if um, Bandit is the eldest of all the boys or if, um, yeah, or all the siblings, sorry, uh, or just uh, comparative to Stripe. Maybe he's a middle child who's been yeah. hard done by. Well- well, if we're still going on the connection to the Brum family, um, when we interviewed Joe and he was explaining he had an older brother and a younger brother, um, actually we can have a bit more information on that because thanks to uh, regular correspondent of the program, um, Sherry, who 
describes herself as a bluey tragic. And I don't know if we shouted out to you before, Sherry. So thanks. Thanks for staying in touch. She actually forwarded us a story about an archaeological find by some archaeologists at um, a Queensland university. And one of them was Professor Adam Brum, who is the big brother. And um, there was even in this story a photo and hate to say it, not long hair. Ah. But, yeah, um, really fascinating story about ancient cave paintings in Indonesia um, that predate European ones. Wow. Um, Are you saying that um, Adam Brum, uh, Joe's older brother, has inspired the character and profession of Bandit, perhaps? Oh, wow. I I think that's actually been on the record before that, yeah, um, that Joe has said you know, Bandit isn't entirely based on him. Actually, he's taken inspiration from his brothers and including his older brother's profession, I guess. Nice. That's very cool. I didn't know that. So there you go. Well, maybe this long-haired mystery dog is indeed Joe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe like working from home, he's just let the hair grow a little bit longer and there you go. Maybe he's the creative (laughs) one. I don't know. Could be. We're going far too deep now. We probably need to. Oh, well, you said it was going to be the rabbit hole. I like it. (laughs) Nana? Yes, Bluey? Is your Nana a nice Nana? She was about the nicest Nana you would ever want to meet, Bluey. So, Mia, I think I think we've spent yes. some, a lovely time at Nana's house, to be honest. Uh, so much nostalgia and outrage, which is probably pretty pretty on point for spending time with the grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, if you want to um, keep up with our levels of outrage through this week, you can find us on all the social media channels. Uh, we're on Facebook, which is uh, you search Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast, or at Bluey Pod. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Bluey Pod or on Twitter at Bluey Podcast, or send us an email uh, if you too have spotted something that you love about the new Bluey season or you just want to share your joy with others, um, it's blueypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We've been loving hearing from you and, yeah, getting lots of um, commentary already on the new season. Um we're going to be back next week, all things being equal. We're getting close to uh, multiple D-days, I would say. <laughs> yeah. How are you going, Kate? Yeah, yeah, fine. I've got a couple of weeks to go. I'm, I'm all good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah I, think cool. we'll, I think we might need to uh, maybe perhaps pre-record a couple of episodes just in case <laughs> for the next few weeks. Do, we, do you think we should do Dad Baby before uh, <laughs> you have a baby or after? Like, which would be less traumatic? <laughs> Through the sunroof. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, lady. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. <laughs> Uh, it's been lovely as always. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks so much, Kate. In the meantime, it's got to be done. Got to be done. Bye. Oh, oh it's like bush turkey. Ibis. Squirrel. Nope. Broga. Chicken. What about you, socks? Hmm. Duck. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Good one, bingo. Whoosh.